Thank you for joining me today. This has been a long and scary week here in the United States. As you know, protests have been taking place all over the nation and they are turning violent. We are getting reports of arrest, deaths, and chaos. The governor of Minnesota has fully mobilized the National Guard and there are reports of out-of-state violence. Nevertheless, there are ideological extremists and white supremacists in Minneapolis. This is a story that has sparked national attention as we are still in the midst of a pandemic. I literally watched last night as people smashed windows and a group of people put chips in their car from a burglarized gas station. I mean, it has been just chaotic and this has been diverted and this has diverted our attention from the real cause here, the real protest, the death of George Floyd. And yes, people do have the right to protest. Yes, people do have the right to voice their opinions, but they do not have the right to loot. They do not have the right to burn buildings and the right and they do not have the right to hide behind protesters and pretend that they are demanding justice for George Floyd. They do not have a right to burglarize a gas station. This is no longer about George Floyd. This is chaos. George Floyd was killed by an officer who had his knee on George Floyd's neck for 8 minutes and 46 seconds. And even after George Floyd was unconscious, that officer's knee remained on George Floyd's neck. And as I said before, there are protests right now. These are incredible times. There are people that are not there to honor the memory of George Floyd, but to burn and divide cities. America is on fire right now. And there needs to be some leadership at the national level that we, can de that we as a nation can depend on. But there are peaceful protests where people are praying and hugging and crying in honor of George Floyd. That is the good news here. But the chaos is just ridiculous. Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms of Atlanta, Georgia, was essentially telling her citizens last night to, quote, go home, end quote. And she was enraged and it was compelling. I express her enragement because, yes, there are people literally and actually demanding justice for George Floyd. But then you have people doing the contrary and causing damage and chaos. There is no conspicuous, there is a conspicuous delineation from here from what is taking place during the day and what is happening at night. We are seeing more chaos and just unbelievable violence at night. Last night. Many of the people that have been arrested all across the nation are not from the state they are protesting in. As I said before, the governor of Minnesota has fully mobilized the National Guard. This has been the second time since World War II that this event has transpired. Nevertheless, the officer who had his knee on George Floyd's neck has, was arrested earlier this week and charged yesterday with third-degree murder. We do know that the 17-year-old Darnell, we, we now know that 17-year-old Darnella Frazier was the one recording the now viral video of this racism and this officer's knee on Mr. Floyd's neck. Because of her courageous efforts, this officer will now go to prison. Because of her courageous efforts, people can now see the diabolical and institutional racism installed in this country. There is outrage all over the nation as another, as once again, another black man has lost his life. There are many names. Rodney King, 1991. Malice Green, 1992. 
Abner Luima, 1997, Amado Dialo, 1999, Sean Bell, 2006, Oscar Grant, 2009, Trayvon Martin, 2012, Eric Gardner, 2014, Michael Brown, 2014, Laquane McDonald, 2014, Walter Scott, 2015, Freddie Gray, 2015, Philando Castile, 2016, Antoine Rose Jr., 2018, Ahmaud Arbery, 2020, Breonna Taylor, 2020, and George Floyd, 2020. Those are just some names, but there are more, and they and these these this needs to end. Please let's end this racial division and racial injustice. Let's advocate for a more peaceful and righteous society and end this malicious behavior. This is injustice. There is injustice in the criminal justice system that is abhorrent. That is what New York Governor Andrew Cuomo said today during his press conference. These repeated crimes in America go back 29 years. Let us just please in this. Please in this. My uncle joins me live in studio next. At a time when we're asked to sacrifice, we step up to do our part. On the home front. On the front lines. To lend a helping hand and hold each other up. We are resilient, vigilant, and we'll get through this because we're better together even if we're a little farther apart. Welcome back. Joining me now on the podcast is my uncle to share his perspective on the most recent news in history as we're watching this right now. Uh, Thank you for joining me. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. What's your perspective on the racial inequality in the United States? Uh, So my perspective on this now is that uh, people are are tending to just overlook and basically ignore the facts now. At first, it was more so of people aren't informed. Um, but over the years, especially with recent events, it's no more um, intelligent to say that people don't know what's going on. Um, the intelligent conversation needs to be had is people know what's going on, but a lot of people who can change it just don't care. Do you think this will change uh, things from now on? Um, honestly, I hope so. I, we've seen protests in the past before mm-hmm. um, where places get, you know, tore up and you would think change would come and it's like things that die down for a little bit and there's always something that happens and then another event happens and then we're right back in the same spot. I would think that with the level of destruction that we've seen so quick with, with this and in different areas that this will be an eye opener for people to sit down and say, hey, look. We have to fix this. It's gonna be. It's costing people too much money. You know, you were already worried about the COVID losing people jobs. Well, you see how many businesses is getting burnt up now. Yeah. Where are those people gonna go? So, regardless if you have a hidden agenda or not, people have to learn how to coexist at this point, and it has to be fair. When you first saw the video, what was going through your head? Eric Gardner all over again. Just a different form. Um, mm-hmm. Just a totally, totally different form. Um, with Eric Gardner, that was hard to watch because you actually watch this man in a chokehold and you would think that you would never see nothing like that again. Only for someone, and excuse me for saying this this phrase, but it's used a lot, 
to someone to say, hold my beer. Mm-hmm. I got something that can top that. And what we saw was something that did top a chokehold. We saw three officers on a man with one man on his neck. And not only do you have people, you know, questioning the officers like, hey, yo, like you got them. It's not like this is the officer was by himself and no one knew what was going on. Like this is a case where every, people saw it. Mm-hmm. And the officer heard it because it's not like he never looked up. He looked at people in their eyes and kept doing what he was doing. So that one was very disheartening to watch because at that point, I just realized they really just don't care. The officer had his knee on George Floyd's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Then after he was unconscious, his knee remained on Floyd's neck for two minutes and 53 seconds. Yesterday, that officer was arrested and charged with third-degree murder. Floyd's family is now demanding a first-degree murder charge. What do you think should happen? You know, I hate... I don't want to be a butthole about this, but we have to make... If we want a conviction, we actually have to know how to play the game. So you have to know what what a first-degree murder constitutes, what what constitutes being labeled as a first-degree murder. Regardless of how people feel about what he's being charged with, and I get it, it's the whole... Uh, inequality of, you know, you're charged this person with first degree murder with less evidence. I, I get all that, but we want justice at, at this point. Third degree murder carries a 25 year minimum, uh, I think maximum sentence. I think mm-hmm. he's also going to get charged with some manslaughter. So do I, do I have empathy of why the family wants a first degree murder charge? Yes. A hundred percent. I get it. At the same time, we do not want these guys getting off. You know, people get mad about the George Zimmerman thing. I don't understand why George Zimmerman is still on this earth right now. I don't. But they try to charge this man with murder. And we have to realize that they will play this game. They will be nitpicky. So if you say, hey, murder, a lot of people don't know what murder actually is. People think murder is basically, oh, you killed somebody. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I mean... It's like that, but that also falls on the manslaughter. Murder is basically premeditated, and what people have to understand is we may see it as, yo, he knew exactly what he was doing, but they're going to paint that picture in court to try to make it seem like it was an accident. Mm-hmm. So charge them where there is nothing. Whatever you charge them with, when you read it, is exactly what happened. And honestly, when you look at third-degree murder, this falls right there. Now, can they up it? They could, but... I don't, if this man gets 25 years in jail, I don't think he's actually going to survive 25 years in jail, honestly. Uh, in the past, we have seen Ahmaud Arbery, uh, Breonna Taylor, and now uh, George Floyd. Do you think this will finally end as officers and everyone in America is outraged? I think this is a good stepping, stepping stone to end. Um, I'll be naive to say if... I thought this would never happen again in the United States. Um, I can't make that statement because you can see now from people's posts, people actually agree with what happened to those people. You have that group. It's not that everyone is an outrage about it. Majority of the people are, but you still have that majority of the people. You still have a minority of those people, and it sucks because they're probably in places that they have more power than majority of the ones who, who oppose what they're doing. So I do think it's a right stepping stone. Uh in the right direction um, but we're going to have to actually change like the local agencies your local sheriffs your local chiefs your local councilmen you have to you're going to get there and vote and yeah. I get it there's voter suppression there's things like that but 
We already are basically making a statement that we're tired of taking mess. We went out there and we're showing that now. Do I condone looting and rioting? I'm not saying that they should be out there doing it. However, I'm also not going to tell someone who lives in an area that I have never frequently visited like that. I've never had a run-in with their particular police department. I cannot tell those guys, yo, you shouldn't be doing this. Because I don't know how many times they complained. The officer who had his knee on uh, Mr. Floyd's back, he had a track record mm-hmm. of of incidents on on his record. And yet he was still able to even commit this crime. So... I can understand why some people are mad. You can't... It's hard to judge people on how they react to things because you don't know their life. Yeah. When Eric Gardner died in New York, it was devastating. Now we are here again in 2020. With these same words, why has an action been taken to prosecute and convict the officers who commit these crimes? It's not really on their agenda. Like I said, that perspective of people not knowing is gone. Um, I, I think some people, they just don't care. Uh, some of these officers, you know, they, some officers do go to trial, you know, and they do get convicted or whatever. But I do feel in the case with the Eric Gardner's and in this case, I think a lot of things are done to try to shut people up instead of being done for the right reason. Mm-hmm. You don't do something to shut people up. You should do it because it's the right thing to do. There should be no reason why something like this happens in our society and because you feel that this is unjust and, and is wrong, you're scared to speak out because you're in fear of losing your well-being, whether that be your job or your family not supporting you, anything like that. That should be the main discussion on top of it. Besides us getting black folks getting killed unarmed, left and right, and no remorse being shown like it should be. Mm-hmm. It Another question is, why is it that people are afraid to actually stand up and say something? And honestly, I think... We have enough people standing up right now, but we need more. And the ones that aren't standing up right now, they just don't really care because A, it hasn't affected them. And B, they just don't want nothing to change. They like it. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. If you looked at America like a bird and that was all you knew, would you really understand it with just that point of view? We've got a different way to look at it from right here on the ground. We don't just see United States, we see United Towns. From where we sit, just down the street, near the post office, by the park, when we stop and look around, what we see are sparks. Sparks of hope, of compassion, of communities who stand firm, when neighbors lift each other up, expecting nothing in return. We're grateful for what you bring and all the sparks you've shown and the thousands of towns that we get to call home. In 1967, a racist uh, racist chief named Chief Walter Headley used the term, when, uh, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Our president has now just used that. Uh, of course, when you loot, you go to jail. And the president is inciting violence. Twitter has just put a flag on that comment. Uh, what do you make of these remarks by the president? That's what he wants. He, he, he want a war. It mm-hmm. benefits him. It benefits his, his base at that point. Um, that's what his base wants, that whole to make America great again. 
Um, and I don't want to get into how I feel about that that statement because you know some people might not like that. But at the same time, um, the, I think the way his base does view that is that they're they're top. They have all the power. They got the control. Um, and by him saying this, they're just like, oh, our leader said this is what we're gonna do. If we see a mm-hmm. group of people, hey, they might they might be about to loot. Let's go shoot them. Mm-hmm. That is definitely gonna make this eight million times worse than what we got going on right now. This has been a, a such a horrendous week in America. I watched last night on this YouTube video as this. Uh, apparently white trump supporter she was insulting this hispanic group which were not bothering her they were just playing their hispanic music uh she's saying that she fully supports trump and she's all in for maga and then i watched uh the video of this christian cooper at a park and amy cooper insulting him uh i mean i'm speechless you you should be speechless well why why do we have to witness something like that? Mm-hmm. Like why? Um, the easiest answer is is just because that's the way they want it. That's the way certain people want it. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen now with with these riots out there. It's not just one race out there now. People are fed up. Mm-hmm. People are fed up. People know hey, if I can coexist, you can coexist. Period. You don't have to absolutely like someone to coexist with somebody. Mm-hmm. You know you. People do it all the time. Some families handle their household one way. Another family handles another household the other way. But if in one household you let your kids jump up on the bed and this other household, they don't let the kids jump up on the bed, do you automatically say, oh, well, because you don't let your kids jump on the bed, we can't be friends? Hmm. No. No, 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 no. You don't let that go on in your area. Okay, I respect that. Mm-hmm. But it's all about being fair, you know. At the same time, you know, if if you're allowed to jump on the bed here, and you go over to this house and they start jumping the bed, do you just haul off and start beating on them? No, you have, yo, this ain't right. This ain't right. You get give them the opportunity. Now, if they keep doing doing the same thing over and over again, then we got a problem. Mm-hmm. You look at what we got going on now, and you can almost say that's what's going on. Yeah. It start off, hey, y'all, look, we don't like y'all doing this. They look at us. Okay, we'll stop for a little bit. And then somebody else comes and does the same exact thing, and it keeps going. So now you come to a point where we're in 2020 now, mm-hmm. the start of a new decade, and foundation is going to be led, uh, going to be laid down on how things go forward from here. Are we going to be in turmoil from here on out? Or at some point, is someone from both sides going to be like, all right, look, let's sit down. Have a conversation and let's get these people out on both sides. Mm-hmm. On both sides, this ain't just oh we gotta get white folks out. We white folks on one side, black folks on the other. Guess what? If we all can't sit down, the group, the the, the few that's in each side on each party that can't get along mm-hmm. or has stuck in their ways, guess what? We send y'all over here and let y'all beat each other up. Then yeah, we're trying to get this done right here. We mm-hmm. we know what's going on. We we got the bigger picture. Y'all want to fight because on our side we got people that's lusting for power and control. And on their side, you know they're lusting for power and control. Mm-hmm. You know, so let the people that want to fight over power and control go to Montana. Uh-huh. Have Montana. And blow each other up over there. Let's do it. Matter of fact, put them in Cali. They say Cali is breaking off the United States anyway. Mm-hmm. Put them in Cali. 
They got wildfires and everything, and let them survive that. That's real life wartime for them. Yeah. You got fires, you got earthquakes, they gonna have to deal with. Go ahead. Y'all can have your own version of Call of Duty over there. The mm-hmm. rest of the world who actually are competent and can coexist and see equality as a as a good thing. They that as you you I mean, excuse me, see uh yeah, equality as a good thing, you need them there. Mm-hmm. People who don't really care about equality, get rid of them. Period. Yeah. That's it. The the racism has exacerbated since Donald Trump has become president. Uh, we have seen Charlottesville. Uh, we have seen uh, the Parkland shootings, where apparently that guy, uh, the person who shot up that school, he was a Trump supporter. I mean, it it has just become devastating. You would think at some point leadership would step up and say, "Look, enough is enough." Mm-hmm. Um, but that's when you have to draw the line between good leadership and bad leadership. Um, a leader who stands on morals and values and uh, a leader who stands on greed and power. Um, a good leader knows for a fact that you're not going to be accepted by everyone. Mm-hmm. That's it. Everyone's not going to like your ways. What you want to do is have the majority of your people follow you and like yeah. you and understand you. That's most of your good leaders, you have 80% of people that's like, yeah, let's, I love them. You're going to have your other 20% because they, their views and everything don't align. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's cool because that 20% should not outweigh what the other 80% want. Yeah. We saw the electoral college go to Donald Trump, mm-hmm. but we saw the popular vote go to Hillary. I think that says enough that we have enough people in the United States of America who don't want the BS that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> the the areas that you know the electoral college um, that Trump was able to win, they feel some totally different a totally different way. So you got to think about how many people voted for Hillary versus Donald Trump, and then you you take that number and say, okay, well, why is he only appealing to this these people? Mm-hmm. Because Hillary had more votes than him in the popular vote. Yeah. So his actions and everything he's doing is only a, only a, a, appeasing a certain certain group. Yeah. And that's less than the majority, which is a problem. Mm-hmm. I want to get to that situation in a second, but uh, here's my last question on the, the death of George Floyd. Uh, we have received reports that white supremacists and ideological extremists are burning down cities and initiating violence. What do you think of these horrendous acts that are not at all honoring the life of George Floyd? It's part of the game. That's part of their game. Um, the, one of the first things people try to do is to throw dirt on the other side. Mm-hmm. So wrong was done. Okay. Well, we know they're going to go protest. You know, at some point, someone might get mad and they might start, you know, messing up property. So mm-hmm. how about... We send our own people in there and just give them a little push. Because all it takes is for one person to throw something. Yeah. One person to bust a glass. And once that happens, it's like, oh, well, let's go. And if departments, agencies, it's not more of an if, because I do believe that that is going on, it's sickening. Mm-hmm. It's very sickening to see that happen. And these police departments and these agencies that have wind of that, whether it's it's a hunch or not, you act on it, you deal with it, and you get those people out. Because mm-hmm. by them not doing that, they're putting people 
like your grandfather and my father in jeopardy because there are good people out there that stand up for injustice that do their job right yeah but when you get stupid folks doing things like they're doing putting their knees on people back and you hear other cops out here like in other agencies like yeah I don't see a problem with it people say there are no good cops and that is false that is a false statement and that should that should stop that sounds mm-hmm. very ignorant yeah very ignorant I'm there are doctors that have killed people because they didn't know what they were doing. And we they can't say all doctors are bad. Mm-hmm. You can, but that is an ignorant, false statement. So in order for these agencies, they really care about their their employers, their officers, and the officer's family. Mm-hmm. They will make sure that they do everything possible to make sure that things like this don't happen. And they get out in front of it and say, hey, we, could, we don't... Uh, we don't condone. We don't condone, you know, officers putting their knee on people. We don't condone shooting yeah. unarmed people. Period. Period. I don't like black folks. I don't like no one getting shot unarmed. It just sucks that usually it's black folks getting shot unarmed. Yeah. Uh, the leadership right now at the top right now at the federal government during this pandemic and during this situation has been weak and feckless and incompetent. And the president is just, he's initiating violence. He's sort of encouraging it. And we have Joe Biden on the other side telling America, hey, I understand the situation and being sort of an empathetic leader. Um, you know what? And people might hate this too, but Trump is doing the best job he can do right now because that's all he knows. Mm-hmm. If you know a person can barely add two plus two to get for it if they struggle to do that you can only expect but so much from them mm-hmm. so for what he's doing what, what Trump doing yo, I, yo based on your knowledge and your capabilities bro I guess you're doing good that's all you know yeah you don't know nothing I'm not saying how he's doing it is, is is the right way I'm just saying in terms of grading it for him himself and how he ran his other businesses oh you're doing a good job you, you, you're doing everything he did before mm-hmm how he's doing it, his way of handling it is wrong for the the seat that he holds right now. It's it's ridiculous. You don't why would you have a mailman doing a brain surgery? Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. <laughs> why would you do that? If I'm a brain surgeon and I'm about to go ahead and do my thing, I don't I don't need a a, a mailman or uh let's say a electrician telling me, hey, don't cut there. You don't want to cut that there. You want to do this. Oh, don't go in this way. Mm-hmm. Dude, this ain't your... You don't got nothing to do with this. Yeah. But that's what we have. That's what we have. We have an unqualified, uneducated man in this White House. Um, another thing that I want to speak on is uh, Joe Biden picking a female for his vice, for his vice president pick. Um there has been some talks about Amy Klobuchar and how she failed to prosecute uh, an officer, I believe, back in the early 2000s. Do you think if Biden were to pick Amy Klobuchar that this would affect his chance? Yep. You better not pick Amy. Hmm. You better not pick Amy. I'm, Amy, look, I have, Ms. Klobuchar, I have nothing but respect for you. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have read about you failing to prosecute. Um, I would like to know some more details on why you didn't prosecute him or why you saw fit that you didn't need to be involved in that. Yeah. Um, but at this point, if she does care about the, the country going in a better direction, 
she needs to take her name out because that's going to Joe Biden already had had to fight for so much, you know, his crime bill that people mm-hmm. who were stuck on who actually didn't read it. Yeah. Um and don't un- actually understand how politics worked back in the day. Um they jump on Joe like, "Oh, he worked with segregationists." Yeah. Well, that's how it had to work back then. I mean, if if you don't work together, nothing gets done. Mm-hmm. It's not one of those things where, "Oh, we don't need to work with you. We can do this on our own." No. That's not how that works at all. You can have gas in your car, but if your engine broke, your car not going nowhere. Yeah. That's kind of how that those two work all day. Mm-hmm. Um, putting Amy under him, this is going to be one more thing that he's going to have to address of, well, why would you take Amy when, you know, she has a history and people are not even going to know exactly, you know, why she didn't do it. Um, but they're going to look at that as a negative. And he yeah. don't need any more negativity on his thing. He just don't. Sorry, Miss Amy. I Ms. Klobuchar, no disrespect, but you're not going to be able to do this one with him. Uh, Joe Biden has talked about picking a female as his vice president, as I just said. Uh, There are lots of people in the vetting right now to be his VP. Um, At this point, uh, there have been talks that Joe Biden should pick an African-American to be his vice president. What do you think about that? Would it be nice for an African-American female to be vice president? I would love that. Yeah, I mean, I, I would, I would love to to have a, a a female vice president. I would love to have a a black female vice president. I would love to have a woman vice a uh, woman president. I would love to have a black woman president. Mm-hmm. Um, but for people to say the only way I'm voting for Joe Biden is if he picks a African American VP, um, that don't make any sense to me. So you're telling me the only way you're gonna vote for this man is if he, if he picks a, a black person? Well, what if he picks? A, a person that's not of color mm-hmm. that does a good job too. Yeah, you know, um, it don't necessarily have to be a black person for me. It, it doesn't. I mean, I'm. I look at it. I'm a realist. You know, mm-hmm. I know some black people are for me. Some black people are not. Same thing on the other side. I know some white folks are for me. I know some white folks are not. Same thing with Hispanics. You know, same thing with Asians. It, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. We need people that's gonna get in there and that's gonna work. Now. Is it about time for us to have one? Yeah, it is. And I would love it. But you just can't just go out there and just pick any black female to yeah. be your VP. John McCain tried that with Sarah Palin. Mm-hmm. Not black female. He just went and tried to grab a female uh, VP and pick Sarah Palin. And you see how that did him. He was like, well, so of all the qualified people you get, you pick her? Yeah. No, so... Would I like to see it? Yeah. And if he does pick one, I'd love to be Harris. I would love it to be Miss Harris. Yes. I would love it. I would love it. Um, another thing that is sort of Joe Biden is facing right now is the talk about him picking a uh, a black Supreme Court justice to be the vice president. I mean, to be Supreme Court justice. Uh, he did say, I. he said female, right? I believe so. I think so. Yeah, I think okay. he's going to say he's going to point the first uh, black female. Kamala Harris, uh, she has been uh, the California State Attorney General, and she has also been a federal prosecutor. Do you think she could be up for that position? She could be. She could be. Honestly, that's that's the thing right there of why I don't... It doesn't necessarily have to be a black female VP because you put a black female um, in the Supreme Court like that, yo, that... <laughs> That's a big step. Yeah. Um, and in return, you can get a person like 
Elizabeth Warren to be your VP, and I'll be cool with that. Oh yeah, I'll be cool with that. You know, you you get kind of the best of all the worlds. You get you get Harris here. You have Elizabeth Warren doing her thing, and you got Joe right there. Mm-hmm. So um, I can I can definitely see her. Um, I will say I probably should do a little bit more research on who, what other qualified women are out there that can take that. Um, there's no disrespect to anyone who who does feel that you know there's someone bad in Harris or someone to feel that like oh well you put Harris up there because she's the main name. Yeah, I I do say Harris a lot because that's that's the one I'm more familiar with. Um, yeah, but I. Not gonna be naive and say there's not other African American women that could do a job like like that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I think that would be perfect. If, if Harris can't be his VP, yo, put put her in a position where she can make a change for real. Yeah. The other exciting ones are Val Demings and Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams, oh man, <laughs> oh man, I love some Stacey though. Yeah, I do like some Stacey, man. Um, yeah, I'm cool with that. I'm, yeah, I'm cool with that. I yeah. am. Um, I, yeah, yeah. Um, Abrams, I like because she knows she got cheated. Mm-hmm. She 100 knows she got cheated, so she got that extra fire. Yeah, you put her in a position. She gonna she gonna make you regret cheating her, mm-hmm. but she gonna do it the right way. It's not gonna be no revenge. I'm gonna do petty stuff. She gonna she gonna get it done. Yeah, she's gonna get it done. Um. I hate to say, it, but that's just, that's kind of how our culture is. The, and I'm not trying to knock any anybody else's culture, but it's something. Even all the way back in history, the African American woman, you know, black woman. Let's let's put that in perspective. Mm-hmm. They've always been the the caring, nurturing type. That's it. That's why, you know, even in slave times, the slave masters would leave the kids with <laughs> with a black woman. The black mm-hmm. woman was in charge of you know. Making sure they did their chores and, and things like that. It's the reason for that. Yeah, it is. Um, they get things done. They they do the impossible. I mean, how many how many people you know that can actually be in a field, son beating down on them, baby on the back, and still getting work done? Mm-hmm. Taking care of other people's kids and coming home and got to take your own care of your own kids. So someone like Stacy, yeah, I would, I would love to see her in there. Honestly, I you know I like Miss put Miss Harris. Matter of fact, put her. You know, Supreme Court, do uh-huh. that, and that's there. Yeah, let's go with Stacy. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's um, do it. Uh, another thing that I want to talk about is the sort of infuriation in the right now in the Oval Office uh, as we are battling this pandemic. The president's leadership right now has been incompetent and feckless, and people are uh, extremely outraged right now. Uh, he has been withholding aid from. Democratic states for some reason, which is the same thing he did with Ukraine. Uh, what do you make of this? He he's running the company, the country like he runs his businesses, hmm. and they always say, "Be careful what you ask for," and that's what people wanted. Mm-hmm. If they if they didn't want to admit that it was racist and they liked the stuff that he was talking, their whole next thing was, "Oh, he's a businessman, ain't not a politician." They probably never did any type of research on his businesses as a whole. You know, they probably looked at one business here, like, oh, well, this business did good, but he got these other businesses that failed. He's basically using his power. He's basically doing what he knows. Yeah. When he had this company, hey, oh, y'all want to play fair with me? Well, I'll just hold this from y'all and make y'all come to me. Mm-hmm. That does not work in the country. You can't do that as a president. No. You're not, su- excuse me, you're not supposed to do it as a president. <laughs> yeah. 
You're not supposed to. Can't say what you can't do because Trump is showing America that as long as people got hatred and you add fire to their hatred and they look up to you as like, you the man, you mm-hmm. can get away with anything. The man say he can go to New York and shoot someone in broad daylight and not go to jail. Yeah. And I 100% think he is correct. We have seen uh, the president's administration. We have walked through all of this. We have lived through these four years and experienced it. Do you think turnout in the 2020 election will be overwhelmingly, just overwhelming? I don't know. I don't know. As much as I want to say yes, I want to say yes. You know, we People are going to go out and they're going to make sure they vote this time. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um I don't heard so many, so many people think voting doesn't matter. Your voting doesn't count. Oh, well, I voted last time, and we still got them. Or my candidate is not running, so I'm not going to vote. And we got some of that same rhetoric being talked now because Bernie's not in. Yeah. You know, or Elizabeth's not in. Or, you know, Yang Yang's not in. Um, uh, forget the other guy. Ooh. I don't. I can't. I don't know why. Uh, Tom Steyer, Steve Bullock, Steyer, yep. uh, um, Pete Buttigieg, Pete. Yes. Pete. A lot of people mad that Pete's not in there anymore, mm-hmm. and I get it, and I understand. Like that's your candidate, but we cannot have a repeat of twenty sixteen, people. Yeah. We can't. This. If people understood, you don't vote. You're voting for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. That's what that means. I mean, it can't get any more simpler than that, man. Yeah. I do hope that we go out there and vote, but right now, man, I I don't know. I don't know. What do you say to the people that are 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 Bernie supporters and are other supporters from other campaigns and they are they just don't want to vote for Biden because that was not their candidate? What do you say to those and then the other people who are just they stay home every election when we have our constitutional right to vote? If you are a true Bernie supporter and you follow him and you're a true follower, a true follower is going to do what their leader tells them to do. Bernie came out and did something he didn't do in 2016. Bernie actually came out and endorsed Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. Elizabeth Warren has endorsed Joe Biden. Everyone has endorsed Joe Biden. So if your candidate has endorsed Joe Biden, you have no reason to say, I'm not going to vote. Because mm-hmm. if you follow that person, you should continue to follow them. Or no longer be that supporter because you don't support them. Bernie's going to vote for Joe. You like you like Bernie. Why not? Now, mm-hmm. it would be crazy if they took a poll and said, well, how many people will vote for, for Bernie Sanders? And 300-some thousand people said... I'll vote for Bernie Sanders and Bernie Sanders was like, okay, well, guess what? I'm voting for Joe Biden so I'm taking all 300-something thousand votes and it's going to Joe Biden. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Boom. I read, I, honestly, I hope, I wish he could do something like, just take some polls. How many people? Are you, you planning on going to vote? Well, no, I was going to vote for Bernie. You were? Cool, because Bernie's voting for Joe, so you're going down on the Joe Biden list. Uh-huh. Who you was going to vote for? Elizabeth Warren? She enjoys Joe. You're going down <laughs> for Elizabeth Warren. That's how that is supposed to work. Yeah. You know, that's how it's supposed to work. I get it that you, people are upset because they won their candidate. I got it. Mm-hmm. I get it. But don't sit there and cut your hands off just because you couldn't go outside to play today. Yeah. 
there's more days to go out there and play. Mm-hmm. But you can go out there more later on and not have no hands to play with. Yeah. So let's just be smart about it. Let's be smart about it. Also, if Joe Biden does become president, there are a lot of people that were in the race and they are qualified that he could put them in government positions and in his cabinet. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. Um, if Joe Biden becomes president, what do you think his administration would accomplish? And he has to pick a vice president, so that vice president would be ready on day one if, God forbid, anything were to happen. Uh, what would Joe Biden be able to accomplish? I don't know what... Joe's going to have to spend at least two years cleaning up this mess. Yeah. One. Two years to clean up a mess. Because right now we got, I mean, it's like your room dirty and people just keep going, throwing stuff into your room. Uh-huh. So a lot of things that that I think Joe Biden will want to do when he first get in that office, it's probably going to have to take the back burner because <laughs> we're going to have to recover from a pandemic. The economy is mm-hmm. going to be shot. Depending yeah. on how this, this racial thing goes, he's going to be dealing with that. It's hard to deal, you know, with common day things you need to do in the House, the Senate, and as being a president, you know, and overseeing every well, not overseeing the House and the Senate, but you know, pushing your ideas and making sure your constituents that that follow you, you know, write the right things in the House to get yeah. these bills proposed to get to the Senate. It's hard to do that when you got turmoil everywhere. So, mm-hmm. I think um, after two years of cleaning things up, uh, I think that's when Joe will probably probably be able to actually start doing some of the policies that he wants to do. Um, I do think one thing that would would happen instantly is our relationships with certain countries that strain will be immediately released. Um, Joe's actually going to listen to the people he put in place. He's not just going to put the head of Exxon in charge of, let's say, second uh, of of HUD. You're not going. Yeah. You're not going to be in charge of housing. You dealt with oil. Come on now. Yeah. And if Joe puts you there. He's not going to sit down and undermine you the whole time. You're not going to tell Joe this and him like, oh, I know more than you, so don't, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. That's not what, that's not what he, he's, he's going to do. He's not. Um, so I think he can he can change a lot. And it's funny that people always want to talk about Joe playing dirty games with the segregationists. And my question is, who you think Trump played games with? Mm-hmm. He best friends with the segregationists. Yeah. I'd rather someone have to suck up their pride and work with someone that they don't want to. And from being a man, I've, I've been a man since I was 18 years until I stopped. And I stopped overseeing people two years ago. Mm-hmm. I had no choice but to work with people that I thought was incompetent, had no business sitting at the table with me. But we had a job, we had to get that done. And that was just, that's just a common job, that's just a common workplace. Yeah. But it's the same thing, you know. Same way I had to swallow my pride, Joe had to do it. Now, it'd be a difference if he actually want to be buddy buddy friend friends with these guys. Then it's like, okay, well I can see I can see why y'all are y'all are acting like that, but that's not the case. I'm here to get this job done and after that, you go about your business, I go about my business. Yeah. I wanna ask this question, I wanna ask one more. Uh yesterday the president announced that we were pulling out of the World Health World Health Organization. What do you what do you, I mean, I'm so astonished. What do you make of this? I mean, according to Trump we we know everything. Yeah. I mean, we've just passed, we just surpassed 100,000 deaths. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. said 100,000 deaths was the minimum that we would experience. Mm-hmm. We went from perspective on that 
in the first week of March, I think we might have had what, like, ten deaths maybe. Mm-hmm. And I maybe it wasn't even that high because he said we got these many infected. It'll be down to ten to it'll be down to fifteen, ten to five, and it'll be gone. Well, you went from not even breaking a hundred since the first week in March, and we're not even in June yet, and we had a hundred thousand deaths. Mm-hmm. That is crazy, but yeah, you know, Trump know everything. Mm-hmm. He know everything, so it doesn't surprise me. No, is it stupid? Yep. Yeah. Very stupid. One hundred percent dumb. Dumb. In the twenty twenty elections, as we are gearing up for, when people take to the polls, the shootings, the racism, uh, the pandemic, and the president downplaying this pandemic and doing so much destruction. What do you think they will do in regards to taking that to the poll with them? Depends on who we're talking about. I think majority of the Americans gonna gonna go to the poll and be like, yo, these last four years we survived, but it was hard as heck to survive. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to try to see if I can up the ante and go another four years with them. Then you got the opposite side of the guys and, and ladies and gentlemen that's gonna go there and be like, you know what, these last four years was was great. I got to say what I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, some people that I don't like from another race got killed, and I love that. So I want to go for another four. Mm-hmm. Um, the electoral college is where is that? We know majority of the people don't want Donald. Mm-hmm. If you live in the state. Google, this Google Electoral College. If you in a state and you got, uh, let's say at least ten to twelve delegates from that from your state, you better get your butt up there and go vote. Yeah. You better go out there and vote. Yeah. Go do it. Do it. If a state has 20, 20 delegates, they win. And Trump takes that one. It don't matter. If Joe Biden wins four other states, if those four other states don't equate up to 20, mm-hmm. it don't matter. Yeah. So Google, everyone, Google where you live at, how many electoral college votes does, does your state represent, Uh huh. and go out there and vote, please. Do it. All right. Once again, my guest is my uncle. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your perspective. Hey, thank you for having me, man. Look forward to coming back again. All right. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Congresswoman Val Demings wrote an op-ed in the Washington Post. She writes, quote, As law enforcement officers, we took an oath to protect and serve, and those who forgot or who never understood that oath in the first place must go. That includes those who would stand by as they witness misconduct by a fellow officer. Everyone wants to live in safer communities and to support, sa- and to support law enforcement and the tough job they do every day. But this can't go on. The senseless deaths of America's sons and daughters, particular, particularly African-American men, is a stain on our country. Let's work to remove it. We've got to get this one right. Our communities, good police officers, and generations yet to come deserve it. End quote. Once again, Congresswoman Val Demings, a congresswoman of Florida, writing in her piece there, let us work to end this stain that is on our country right now, and let us work to remove it, and let's let's." Fight this one. Let's fight it. 
Let's fight the injustice and let's fight for justice right now as we are battling this, as we are grappling with this as a nation right now. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Jeremiah Patterson Show. On this episode, I sat down with my my uncle to just talk about some of the reviews of this week and also some other political things. But thank you once again for listening to this episode of the Jeremiah Patterson Show. Don't forget to give this podcast a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Share it with your family and friends. And please uh, stay indoors, stay positive, and God bless.